Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm blessed and highly favored. How about you? Man, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> Already, we have, how long have we been on? About 10 seconds? Yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> man, I'm so excited about our guest. I'm just glad she agreed to come back to bless you and I and everybody else that's going to be on the call and that's going to be listening. And now we're going to just post this thing everywhere after tonight. Yes, sir. I'm, yes, I'm excited. Sir. I'm excited. She's going to give some uh, tips, some things that she's gone through in her life. And I tell you what, I, I'm just so excited because somebody's life is about to be changed forever. Yeah, yeah. How about you? You know, Greg, I was thinking about the topic of the show today, and, you know, it's so ironic that we would talk about that. Because one of the things that um, when I first started my walk with Christ, you know, my, my true walk with Christ, I was thirsty for the Word. And I had this, you know, insatiable hunger for knowledge and wisdom. And so I would read, I would study. And, you know, what I find now is that once people come to Christ, they're so apt to have have someone teach them, but they don't want to go back and study, you know. Yeah. So you have to have that hunger. But, you know, when you think about the word hunger... There's a reason that that hunger is there. It's because something in it, something is missing that hasn't, you know, they're not satisfied. You know, when, when when you've been satisfied, when you when you when you quench that thirst or when you satisfy that hunger, you have a whole different feeling. You know, when you think about the an animal that's hunting for food when it's hungry, or if it's searching for water when it's thirsty, it's on a constant, constant, constant. You know, search. And you know what, Brian? This is this is something that's really, really important. We lose that hunger and thirst sometimes. Not all of us, but a lot of times we lose that hunger and thirst, not knowing when to step it up a little bit. And what I mean by that is, so many women out there right now are going through divorces. So many women are dealing with rape. A lot of men are dealing with divorces as well now. Not just the women, but men are dealing with a lot of issues, and they lose that hunger and that thirst. You ever notice in church where you see a married couple, you see them all the time in church. That's fine. Everything is going, you know, everything is wonderful at that point. But let something, a little crisis hit, and you'll see the seats are blank. You won't see them for a while. When you do see them, brother, where were you? How are you doing? Oh, man, I've been going through. So... That's what that's what I mean by people losing their, their thirst and their hunger when the enemy comes in. It's like he's stealing that from them. But tonight, I guarantee you, our host is definitely going to tell you how to keep that thirst and how to keep that hunger and go through it even when times are uncomfortable. You still have to seek God. So, Brian. Yes. Are you ready to bring it on? I absolutely am. I'm ready. I can. I don't want to wait anymore. I'm ready to bring it on now. <laughs> Tonight's show, and I'm all giddy now. Tonight's show is entitled Thirst and Hunger, and we have special guest, best-selling author, Minister Donna Dyson. 
and she is a servant of the Lord and is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's right. And she stands on the promise of God that the eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love them. That's 1 Corinthians 2, nine. And she's under the dynamic leadership of Bishop Dwayne C. Debnan. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. And Donna is the ministry leader of Sisters with Purpose. And it's a women's ministry in which she co-founded. And she mentors several young adult women, both inside and outside of the church, teaching them through the word of God and through her life how to live victoriously in Christ. And she's a not just a newly birthed author, now she has a a book out called Refined by Fire. Mm. Wow. Refined by Fire. And it's featuring heartfelt stories and practical wisdom. And it's compiled by Anthony and Crystal Obey. All right. And, uh, I mean, she does so many things. We can go on all day and all night talking about what she does. So let's Without further ado, let her tell it herself. Donna, are you there? Yes, I am. Welcome again to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you so much for having me, and to God be the glory. I truly bless God and thank God for the opportunity and thank the two of you um, and bless God for your ministries. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Donna, you know, I was saying earlier, you you got me all fired up now. It's your fault. I'll take the blame. <laughs> okay, good, good. You know, when when a person is going through, when they're at their lowest point, where they feel that their dreams will never manifest, and they're they're at at the end of the rope, the husband has walked out, or they're dealing with divorce, they're dealing with rape, but they're just dealing with everything, and they had this thung, this thirst and this hunger before, and now when this situation has happened, they've lost that. What can they do? Well, the the first thing um, I am, anybody that knows me will tell you that um, I definitely walk in the office as an evangelist. So the first thing before we can even tap into the very essence and presence of God, we have to first know the Lord. We have to first have um, accepted Christ as our personal Savior. That's that's the first thing. Um, And then even just from a basic standpoint, understand um, why we were created. God created us to worship him. God created us to uh, tap into him and to long for him. Um, I find that the reason so many people, um, when they're hit with the blows of life, including myself, um, I had to learn this, so many of us go after so many things and we want people in our lives and, you know, we try to hold on to those things that are dead and those folk who have walked away, um, who God may not have intended to be in our life. We try to hold on to those things, trying to fill this void. But the truth of the matter is we will never be able to fill that void unless we're trying and doing our best to fill it with God and the things of God. Um, when we read the Word of God, um, Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. It's not until we're able to fill our lives and search for those things of God and search for God. Um, as much as I love church, I had to come to realize um, a few years ago that 
being busy, being busy in church did not necessarily indicate that I was thirsty or searching for God. It didn't mean that. It meant that I was going back and forth to church and I was um, filling my, my, my space up and my time uh, doing things. But it wasn't until things started getting a little rough in my life and I realized that regardless of who the individuals were, they were not able to fill the longing. They were not able to fill the void that I had. It wasn't until I went through those seasons um, and I started really getting into God and getting into the presence of the Lord that I realized that was the only way that I could actually fill the void. Um, but the funny thing with that is, Brian and Greg, is that you never get enough. When you get a little taste of it, as as some folks say, a little dab will not do you. It's not enough. You find yourself constantly wanting more, wanting more of him, wanting more of the things of God. And, and I'm not talking materially. I'm just talking from a spiritual standpoint, wanting more peace, wanting more righteousness, more holiness, more joy, all of those wonderful things that only God can give to us. Wow. You know, as I think about what you're saying, it's just so profound that, you know, we have to sometimes to uh, to truly understand that you have to go through, a, you know, you have to go through a struggle in order to find true joy. Yes. Do you, do you see that? Yes, definitely. Um, I I have found just in my personal life, um, I, I'm just seeing so many scriptures just um, being fulfilled in my life. Uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, uh, in this world, we will have. Um, trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I, I've, I've just found that um, there are so many things in the Bible, you know, that I can no longer say that my grandmother just said those, and, and I know it's somewhere in the Bible, but actually have lived it, actually have gone through some trials. All I had was God on my side. Um, and even now where I sit, you know, being in the wilderness, being in my having my valley experiences, um, knowing that, Friends are great, but the the truth of the matter is I've learned that when you're really, really going through a rough place and going through a rough time, that often you can't reach folk. Folk don't answer the phone. They look at the caller ID. They get sick of you talking about how hurt you are and, and, and what you're going through. And what I've come to realize is that only God and only his presence, and I know it sounds like a cliché, um, but only his presence and, and only, you know, the spirit of the living God is what keeps me and what gives me joy. The world can't give it to me. Um, joy, I've discovered that joy and happiness is two different things. Um, but you cannot have anything. You can lose everything materially, but yet still sense and experience the peace and the joy of God. What was what. it? What was it that kept you? What was it that kept you from losing your mind when you were in that valley? Which time? <laughs> because you and I have talked. You know, we've talked off of the air, and you've told me some things, and I'm I'm not going to say them. I, I want you to share some things that that you feel led to share. But what kept you from just? I mean, losing your mind. Um. I think what did it for me was when God decided to reveal to me that he was calling me into the ministry. Um, 
that was something I would never have chosen for myself. Um, to be quite honest, when um, I wasn't uh, serving the Lord like I am now, when I wasn't in ministry and when I wasn't walking with the Lord, um, it just appeared that um, everything was okay. I dealt with the struggles and I dealt with the pain other ways. I used other vices. Um, I would go out, hang out, party, drink, um, smoke weed, you know, all of those things because those things were the things that helped me, in, in my mind, um, not think about the issues of my life, um, the abuses, um, the rape, you know, things things that happened to me in my past um, that could have really made me lose my mind, even at the age of 12, trying to commit suicide because I actually hated me. Um, I hated the way that I looked because I was so accustomed to folk telling me I wasn't attractive and uh, this was wrong with me and that was wrong with me. But when God revealed to me that his hand was upon my life, and once I stopped running, once I said yes, um, even though I still did not know that much about God, that was my hope. I, I just felt so good, and I, I just had a reason for living at that point because up until that point, I just felt like nobody wanted me, like nobody cared. Um, even in my family, I always felt like the outcast. I always felt like the black sheep. And, and even if none of those things were true, that's that's how I felt. Um, but when God accepted me, when the Lord uh, spoke to me and said, you know, I want you to preach my word, I want you to minister, um, I for once in my life felt that I was worth something, felt like I was valuable. And then when I started growing in the Lord, you know, I held on to that. And I knew, as I know now, that regardless of what goes on in my life, that I still have God. I still have God. Everybody else can leave me, and, and a lot of folk have, have walked out on me. Um, and it, as hard as it was, just from a human standpoint, as much pain um, that I had to endure, the, the, the beauty is that I can still tap into the presence of God, that he still reminds me that I belong to him, that he still reminds me that no weapon formed against me will be able to prosper, that he still reminds me that I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Um, just constantly, daily, you know, the Lord just whispering in my ear how much he loves me, and that's so important to me. That right there is enough to help me get through any hurdle and any storm, um, it's something when when a man tells me I love you and may even show me for a minute or for a season, but it does not compare to knowing that God has this everlasting love, this love that will never fade away, this love that won't go anywhere, regardless of when I blow it, regardless of uh, if I gain weight, regardless of if I cut my hair and the, and the style doesn't work. Any, none of those things matter. God still loves me, and he still just rocks me in the cradle of his arms. And that that right there, that's enough to keep me going. You know, the word of God says hope doesn't disappoint. That's my hope right there. That's enough that when I feel like, you know, I can't anymore, that right there is enough to say, yes, you can. You can do all things. You know, I've equipped you to do all things through me. I give you your strength. See, you can ready to get me started right there. <laughs> that, that, that's enough. That's enough. I, I can so relate 
to David in Psalm 63 where he talks about, um, God, you are my God earnestly. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. That's where I am right now. You know, when I'm in my dry place, when I'm in the wilderness of life, you know, my body just longs for God. I look for the time and the opportunity that I can just steal away and just spend time with him and just listen to his voice and, and just be in his presence. And, you know, though I love uh, hanging with my friends, love going out to have a good meal, you know, pray that, you know, one day the Lord will bless me with the man that he wants me to have. All of those things are wonderful, but it's nothing like being in the presence of God. You know, you you were saying that, You've gone through the valley. Mm. You know, a lot of times when we, we're right at the, the beginning of that point of going through, mm. we we fight back. You know, we, we tend to uh, not want to accept what's going on because it's so uncomfortable and it's so painful the yeah. way things sometimes they happen. Right. You know, did you at some point say, I'm not going to take this, I'm just going to fight this thing, I'm, I'm going to fight it, and, you, and you know, you... A lot of times what happens is people get upset with God because that's happening. But mm-hmm. at what point did you have your breakdown? At what point was it that you just you were just broken and you just said, Lord, you know what, I can't take this anymore. I just I'm I'm looking for you. I need you because I can't do this any longer. Um, I I I think for me it came um when I had my son Joshua. Um I think that was for me the eye opener because you know, up until that point, um, I was in ministry, and I felt like I was doing the things that the Lord had called me to do. Um, I felt like I was remaining faithful and all of those things. And then when God blessed me with Joshua and when um, the doctors told me that he had a disability, um, I was done. I was through. You know, I was um, okay around folk. But when it wasn't, you know, when people weren't around, I really, for once in my life, did not have control over the situation, didn't know what to do, and even became very upset. I was angry with God. I did. I I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to pray. I shut down. But I discovered that Joshua wasn't going anywhere. And I got to that breaking point when I went to God, and I said, okay, you know, I I can't do this anymore. I can't not talk to you anymore. Um, No one else was talking to me. No one knew what to say. Um, I clearly remember uh, to this day, and this is one of the most hurtful things, that no one said to me when I had him, congratulations, as as they do when people have children. No one said anything because they didn't know what to say. Here I was a minister at at the church, at one of the fastest growing churches under this dynamic leadership and served in ministry with all these folks. No one knew what to say. Um, at that point, I had to go really turn back to God and say, okay, God, just tell me why. And when the Lord revealed to me that he wasn't punishing me, not at all, that God was blessing me, that he was blessing me because he trusted me, and it wasn't because of anything I've done. It wasn't because of anything that Joshua done, but it was so that God can get the glory. That was the turning point in my life. That was the point that I got to where I said, okay, God, no matter what happens, no matter what you allow in my life, I'm going to serve you, I'm going to worship you, I'm going to thirst after you. And sure, I've missed the boat. There were times when I should have been meditating, I should have been praying, but I was busy doing other things like trying to um, 
make my marriage a certain way, the way that I thought it should be. Um, but God had to quickly bring me back. And even with that, um, when when my husband walked out on me last year, uh, a lot of folk, they're coming to me now saying, well, did you ever love him? Because you seem, you seem to be fine. And, and I think the reason is because I had already had a history or developed a history with God. And one of the things that I always said to God was, Lord, you know, if everybody else leaves me, just don't take your presence from me. So though it hurt, it, it really it was hurtful, I, was, I knew that I was going to be okay. I knew that God wasn't leaving me, that the Lord still had me, that he still was going to use me, that he still had use for me, that regardless of folk walking out, regardless of, of, of different uh, levels of ministry that he would take me through, regardless of the fact that, yes, I have a child with special needs and my ministry shifted a little bit and my, you know, I had to sacrifice more, regardless of all of those things, that he still loved me and that right there, that's enough to keep me holding on. Yes, yes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have on tonight the dynamic author, best-selling author, Minister Donna Dyson. If you have a call, if you want to call in and ask her a question or you just have a comment, our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718 Zero, zero. You know, I was just waiting for you to talk about chocolate. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> That's why I threw that in there, because I know that your day would not have been complete had I not mentioned Joshua. <laughs> no, no, I've never heard seen it all Joshua. Night. I don't know what he looks like. But I already have this picture in my mind of what he looks like, and that's just so profound because all I've heard is about Joshua. But it's just that his spirit and my spirit is just, it's almost like he's just calling out and saying, hey, you know, Uncle Brian, you know. I mean, because that's, and, and, you know, for those of the listeners that know me, they know I have a heart for children. I I have three of my own. I have millions of other children that I that I consider my own, you know, and so I have this heart for children. And when I first heard about Joshua, it wasn't like I, it wasn't a thing where, you know how when most people hear about, okay, here's a special needs child, and they, they tend to want to feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> he just sounds like the funnest person on the planet. Tell us more about Joshua. <laughs> yeah, Joshua is quite, uh, he's, he's amazing. He really is. Um, he's, he's a peacemaker. Uh, you cannot be in his presence and not walk away feeling um, like his spirit has been lifted. Um, anywhere I take him, um, he demands attention. Um, he loves the ladies. It doesn't matter what age. It doesn't matter what shape. He, he loves the ladies. Um, and he's just so, he, he really is um, quite an interesting child. Um, there are times when if I come home and say, Mommy doesn't feel well, I have a headache, you know, he'll, lay his hand on my head, and he'll say, Lord, and then he'll pause and go, Amen. And it's just so sweet because, you know, he, he's so pure. And I just know that um, he already, already is the apple of God's eye. Um, very interesting, uh, in the middle of the morning, around 3.30 this morning, I could hear this little voice singing, 
And I was knocked out. I, I really thought it was the angels. And I said, wow, I must be getting ready to transition here. Um, but I jumped up. Josh was in the hallway. And he was just singing, like, you know, it was like 7 o'clock in the, in the uh, evening or something. And he had a book under his arm. And he had a DVD under the other arm. And he just simply told me, I said, what are you doing? He said, singing. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, it's 3.30 in the morning. I said, come on, get in bed. And he said he wanted to watch Shrek. That's his thing. Every day he wants to watch Shrek. But he's just so he's just so sweet. He's so interesting. And um, I learn a lot from him. I learn a lot from both of my children. Um, I know that, that God has truly blessed me with Jamal, who is my oldest, and Joshua. Um, they're 10 years apart. Um, he is, he's incredible. And, and now looking at it and going back five years when I first had him, and now have, have you know having had him for five years, I always say that I would never um, trade him in, or if I had it to do all over again, I would do it again. Um, if I were ever to adopt, I would adopt another child with special needs because these children are incredible. They really are incredible, and I believe that they really have the ear of God. Yeah. 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 You know, I have. Um couple of special needs children in my family mm-hmm. as well as my uh in my church and the one thing that I notice about them when I cuz I cuz for some reason I find myself watching them mm-hmm. you know and and for no nothing more than just to see what they're going to do and what I find is they're very very smart yes they're you know cuz most people will say oh you know well that's a you know and you know, forgive the term, but I'm going to use the term that I hear most people say, oh, that kid's retarded, mm-hmm. that's a dumb kid, or that's mm-hmm. a dumb person, that's a retarded person, mm-hmm. you know, that's a disabled person. Mm-hmm. And see, I don't consider it that because when you, if you really took the time to talk to them or to watch them, they're not much different than you and I. Right. You know, they just think on a different level than we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or they may operate on a different level than we do. Right. You know, and uh, it's just amazing. There's a little one at my church, and he's always happy. Mm-hmm. He will smile in a heartbeat, and he's happy. You know, and it's like if everybody, you know, and I'm just thinking about church, if everybody had that kind of spirit, because right. until he just has a fun-loving spirit, you know. And so I, I think we can learn quite a bit from you know, those who we consider dumb. Right, right. And and, and I, I have learned um, a lot, and you're absolutely right. Um, society is so interesting because um, what we do, what we do in society is we never embrace, we never want to embrace uniqueness. Um, we, we, we act like everybody should... Uh, be the same, we should all learn the same, we should all look the same, we should all be the same size. And so when God does the God thing and decides that he's going to allow this world to um, just be uh, just uh, abundant with different types of people, you know, and force us to have to deal with each other, you know, folk a lot of times they want to stay in their own little World, they want to stay in their own world, and they want to start defining um, how folks should be, or what they're going to be, or how they're going to turn out. 
I mean, and, and it's just like in any other situation. Um, you know, the enemy would love to define uh, that we would never uh, be delivered or that we would never change. You know, the enemy would love to keep labels on us. And that's what we tend to do with individuals who have special needs. We label them. Um, we call them uh, retarded. We say, oh, they'll never uh, be anything. I remember before we uh, took Josh out the hospital, that day that we were getting ready to leave with him, this one doctor said to me, you know, it's places for people like him. And, and that, I will never forget that um, because she already had ruled out that Joshua wasn't going to be able to do anything. She already had um, called herself preparing me for the worst. And now when he goes into doctors and when he goes to different places, now they're trying to change it. Now they're saying, oh, well, he must not have severe uh, disabilities. Uh, he, he must have a, a very mild case. And I'm like, what in the world is that? When God has his hands on your life, people can label you. They can tell you that you'll never be anything. But when God has his hands on your life, you will achieve and accomplish everything that the Lord has already determined. That's why I don't rule anybody out. You know, I I don't rule anybody out. Think about the story of David. When Jesse presented all his sons before the man of God, and that little shepherd boy was out there tending the sheep, then Daddy wasn't thinking about David. He wasn't thinking about David. He thought about all these other handsome sons he had that could be the next king, but it was David who was chosen to be the king, the one who was doing his thing, the one that much people didn't think much of, the one that was with the animal. That That's who God decided to choose. And and that's how I look at it even with Joshua and other children like Joshua and, and people, you know, who serve in ministry that folks have given up on or don't think much of. You know, I look at them as the Davids, the ones who God says, you know, that's okay. Let them overlook you. Let them sleep on you. My hand is upon your life, and you will be that man of God, that woman of God that I've said you would be. You are still fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, yes. For those that are just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our call number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Minister Dyson, we're going to go to the call. We're going to go to... The caller in the 919 area code. Okay. Caller, are you there? Caller in the 919 area code, are you there? Okay, maybe they just want to listen in, and that's just (laughs) fine by us. All right. You know, it's, it's funny how we, you know, when you're talking about it earlier, how we just want to label people. Mm-hmm. And how we just want to put them in a box, right? You know, what do you think? Do you think that that people who do that, do you think they're really even thinking about the effects that they have, or the effect that they may have on labeling a person? Um, that's interesting. I I don't think that folk really um, play it out. I, I don't think they play that thought out, or that they spend a lot of time. I'm really concerned about the impact. I really don't. I think that um, we have just become so accustomed to um, 
trying to determine in our own minds, you know, who a person is or who they're going to become or if they're going to become. And so I don't I don't think that uh, individuals actually give it that much thought. Like if I call this person that, then that may impact him or her for the rest of their life. I don't think folk think like that. Um, I think that if individuals did spend some time thinking like that, then there wouldn't be uh, as many uh, males locked up. There wouldn't be uh, as many uh, women prostituting themselves, selling their bodies, uh, giving up their goods. There wouldn't be so many people broken if people really, really spent time thinking about the impact of their words. You know, Minister Dyson, the phone line has just filled up. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go to another call here. Let's go to the call in the 573 area code. Hello. Caller, are you there? Yes, sir. Oh, I know that voice. How you doing? Pastor White, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Great, great. You have a question or a comment? Well, I just want to call in and, um, you know, just, just show some love. Say hello, um, uh, good evening to Minister Dyson. Hi. Um, I, I'm just enjoying the, um, you know, the show, enjoying the message that's going forward. Um, you know, uh, it started off, you know, talking about thirst and hunger, and then when you got on, on, on little Joshua, you know, it, it, <laughs> it seems like, like like the subject matter changed, you know, and 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 that is just encouraging for me because it's just so interesting that, um, as a matter of fact, this um. I was preparing a message for this Sunday morning that was right along those same lines, mm-hmm. you know. But wow. um, you know, God is truly, you know, sovereign, and and the things He chooses to do. Um, even though as people we have our own agenda, and people come to their own conclusions, you know, about things, and uh, God does it the way He wants to do it. And what just popped in my mind, you know, when you was talking about that, you was talking about, you know, David, you know, the shepherd boy, and how Jesse just walked by the fields and pretended he didn't even see him because he wanted to present all his other sons, the ones he thought might be more qualified. Right. You know, and and that took me right back to over the book of Genesis over there when mm. when uh, Joseph brought in his two mm. sons, Ephraim yes. and Manasseh. You know, and. And Jacob looked and said, "Who are these? Yeah, these are my, my my two sons, you know." And and you know the story. And 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 as Jacob prepared to bless them, Joseph put them forward. And but it was Jacob that crossed his hands. He crossed his hands willingly, meaning he knew what he was doing, mm-hmm. and put his right hand on the younger Ephraim, even even though Manasseh was was the elder son, you know, and. When when Joseph realized what he was doing, he got upset. He got angry. He's like, "Ho ho!" You know, he tried tried to pull his hand off. Jacob said, "No, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing." And that's what God is saying right now. God says, "I know what I'm doing." Yes, right. You know, the, the things that we think are out of line, the things that we look at and say, "Well, that can't possibly be correct." Right. You know, God says, "I know what I'm doing." You know, and Jacob knew exactly what he was doing. He was putting a blessing where he wanted to put it at, bless where God had led him. Right. To put the blessing. And that's what God is doing right now, you know. And, you know, I thank God for, you know, a generation, you, you know, now that, that understands that it's not always chronological order in the way that God arranges things. Mm-hmm. Because right now I believe we're getting this as a people now that we're understanding that it doesn't matter if you've been preaching the gospel 30 years 
Right. And your sister's been there five. Because God is placing his blessing now upon his chosen generation, so to speak. That's right. You're absolutely right. And, and, and that was such a, a profound, and, 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 and I just thank you for, for saying that and for giving that word. Um, definitely encouraged me. Um, I'm the youngest, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, God God is just so awesome, and he does stuff his way and in his time. Absolutely. And, you know, once we can embrace that, I shared with somebody the other day, I said, you know, I'm in my early 40s, and had I searched for God and thirsted after God and hungered for God when I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. Uh, like I am now, like I do now, mm-hmm. then, you know, perhaps some of the things that happened would not have happened. You know, but I was always one of those ones that just had to learn and had to find out the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but God is so awesome that even though I tried to do things my way, he still, still kept his hands upon my life, still put a hedge of protection around me and still blessed me. And I'm just so, I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. And that's why now I'm just so determined just to uh, continue to walk with the Lord and continue to thirst after him because I've wasted time. That's how I look at it. I've wasted time. Good good years that I could have been spending with the Lord, I was spending somewhere else and with someone else. And now, you know, I'm just there. I'm just at that place in my life where I don't have time for foolishness. I just want God and I want more of God. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I just want to encourage you one more time before I hang up because I'm, I'm going to leave some room for the other callers. But, mm-hmm. you know, I heard bits and pieces of the conversation earlier as I, and I was online there. And um, and I I had to go through a sim- situation that sounds similar to something that you may be going through or may have already gone through. You know, several years ago, I had uh, I divorced my first wife. She she walked out and left when I accepted my call into the ministry. But prior to that, I had told God, whatever means necessary, whatever it takes, I'll go if I have to go by myself. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and when I said that, I knew then that things were going to transpire, but you never know how, and you always pray against the worst. Yeah. But don't you know it's just like a devil to bring the worst right to your door? Yes, 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 yes. And so when those things are going to transpire, you know, it's like I lost my family over over that ordeal, you know, or me yes. over me accepting my calling and doing things that God has asked me to do. Mm-hmm. But I just want to testify right now that I have a wife that loves me. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I had I, I got two daughters, you know, with my first wife, you know, and, and they still love daddy. Mm-hmm. Things didn't change there. But now I have two stepkids also, mm-hmm. you know, that love me. You know, and so... The thing is, I mean, when it looks like things are falling apart, no, God is just now getting ready to fix it up because some things had to be moved around and rearranged in order to be the way that God wanted to be. Thank Hallelujah. you. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I just want to call in, you know, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you. All right. Y'all have a good one. Thank right, you, Pastor. You too. Thanks, Pastor. That's so amazing that he lost to gain. Wow. So amazing. So amazing. We have another caller on the line from the 609 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Okay, I guess not. We have another caller from the 443 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there from the 443 area code? Okay. Uh, Brian, 
I think they're afraid to talk. No, <laughs> everybody want to listen tonight. Everybody want to listen. I, I think she's covering everything, and everybody is just enjoying what they're hearing, which is a beautiful thing. Um, have you ever thought that, just like the caller just just hung up, um, do you ever thought that you uh, could see losing something and not seeing the gain that's coming behind it? I'm sorry. Repeat that. Have you ever thought that you were losing? what you were losing before you lost your husband husband, and you may have lost some people that were close to you. But as far as losing them, did you ever think that by them moving out, God moving them out of your life, did you ever think that you would gain more from what you lost? Um, at first I did not look at it like that. But I can honestly say lately um, I have been in a very uh, expectant um, mode where I just, expect God to do more. The Word of God says that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above what I ask or even think to ask. Um, I've asked for a lot of things, um, some things I haven't thought to ask. So I believe God, I believe the Word of God, that he's going to do more than what I've already asked him for. Um, the greatest loss for me was um, last year, and this is going to really sound crazy, I probably will lose so many friends after I say this, but it, it wasn't so much when my husband left, okay? You know, I, I can get past that. But when my grandmother died the week before my husband left, that was the greatest loss for me because my grandmother was my Barnabas. She was the one who, I tell you what, we talked three or four times a day. No matter what was going on in my life, that woman of God encouraged me, and she would always say, Donna, whatever you do, don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop preaching the word of God. And um, that, that was the greatest loss. I knew that she had to transition. I knew it. But you know how we are. We're, we're human. Our flesh gets in the way. We still want to hold on. We want to hold on. Um, I just felt like, the time, if, if God could have just waited a little longer, and she was 90, she lived the full life, and I guess the Lord would say, how much longer did you want me to wait? You know, I wanted her here with me, right. but um, I, that, that that was my greatest loss, because um, I just went through the one-year anniversary of her death um, on the 12th, and I really miss talking to her three or four times a day. And God hasn't yet filled that void um, uh, with a person. But at the same time, the void has been filled because God is the one who's been encouraging me. The Word of God has been encouraging me. I tap into uh, the presence of the Lord three and four times a day or more. I pray and I'm talking to God constantly throughout the day. So though my grandmother is resting in heaven and she's in a better place, you know, um, and I miss her dearly and I miss her spirit. You know, God has done exceedingly abundantly just with his presence. And, and I'm thankful. And I, I do believe that um, when, the, when, when, when it's that time that he will put a person in my place or use someone to um, not take her place but to continue, you know, the legacy and be that encourager um, for my life. But until then, you know, God is God is doing it himself through the word. And I'm thankful. I'm just so thankful for that. Yes. For those of just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have on with us best selling author, Minister Donna Dyson. And we're gonna to go to the callers again. I think we have a caller from the four one four area code. 
Caller, yes. are you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a question or a comment? I do. I have a comment for uh, Minister Donna. Minister Donna Dyson, this is Minister Abby Phillips. Praise the Lord. <laughs> What's up, girl? <laughs> How you doing? I am great. I am great. I just, uh, I'm so glad that I just happened to be uh, looking through messages because that's how I found out that you were going to be on tonight. Praise the Lord. And um, I just wanted to let you know that I was just really blessed by what you were talking about with, you know, people looking over other people mm-hmm. and how, you know, you have to be careful how you speak things mm-hmm. on people because that, that can negatively affect people who are trying to do something. And I just, that was such an encouragement to me because I've been, I've been struggling with that. And, you know, you you get some people who are well-meaning, mm-hmm. who are trying to uh, encourage you and, and make sure that you uh, are thinking things through. But, you know, when you're on assignment yes. and God has called you to do something and you're trying to be obedient and they kind of come and go, oh, well, you know, you got to be real careful and make sure that you, you know, have you thought it through and you need to pray and that kind of stuff. And, and you're saying, I already prayed. What you, saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so... I just, you know, that really jumped out of me. I was just going to listen, but I, that really jumped out of me so much that I felt I just wanted to call in and just, you know, encourage you that that was, you know, that was just a really powerful statement that we as believers have to be very careful when we see someone trying to do a work for the Lord mm-hmm. that we encourage them and that we speak life to them. Right. Because they've already been probably fighting the call and afraid and, and when they finally said yes to it, then here somebody else comes trying to say something. And, you know, we just have to be careful how we approach people because when God has put their hand on them uh, and they need to be obedient, you need to encourage them and help them or get out of the way. So. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, and and this is we're talking to, she is an awesome woman of God. Um, she's actually one of the authors um, who will be um, in the one of the new books that we'll be releasing um, around the holiday time. Um, Abby is just a dynamic woman of God. Um, I, the Lord had just given me this, this idea, this project, and um, she's one of the women who um, the Lord definitely wanted me to connect with. Um, she is awesome. It's a devotional for women that's coming out called A Drink from the Well, um, I gave the opportunity for uh, about 30 women around the globe uh, for them to uh, just take ownership because it's never about me. It's, it's about, you know, God first and then us coming together as, as a team, us being on one accord. So I had thrown something out there, and I said, hey, shoot me over some titles. You know, I, this is not about me. This is our thing. And Abby jumped right on it, and she, because of her and because of the gifts that God has given her, um, the title of the book is A Drink from the Well, and, and it was the title that the Lord gave her. And I bless God for her life. I bless God for her life and her ministry. And, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you, woman of God, just to continue to do the things that God has uh, ordained you to do and has said that you will do. And um, you will come forth as pure gold, and no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. And any tongue that rises against you in judgment, it shall be condemn. That's the word of God. So you be encouraged and just know that God loves you so much. Amen. Praise God. I received that. You just don't know how much I needed encouragement tonight and the Lord just 
he just worked it out by divine appointment. So I just thank him for his faithfulness. That's how daddy is. Oh, yes. <laughs> Always looking out for his babies. And mm-hmm. and I just thank him mm-hmm. for you and for the work that you're doing and for your ministry. I'm just excited to see what God is going to do through you and with you, my sister. So be blessed. And, and I just am continuing to enjoy listening to, to this interview and, uh, Brother Greg, yes. keep it up. Keep Thank it up. You. I Thank really you. enjoy your your different shows, and and God bless you and your ministry as well. Thank you so much. Thank All right, you. have a good evening. Thank you. Bless you, Minister Dice. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 talked about your new book that's about to come out, the devotionals mm-hmm. that you, you said you chose thirty thirty women to mm-hmm. uh, to write, and uh, I, I know that. This will be uh, a blessing to a lot of people if they can get this for the holidays. Christmas is coming up, and that's definitely something that we, a lot of us will need that book in our desk. But there's one particular author in your book, uh, in this particular book, Janelle Thompson. She's going to, I've been talking to her about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's my other baby, yes. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's excited, and mm-hmm. uh, she's she's just excited. She's ready for this thing to come out, and I've just been praying with, praying for her to uh, step up and do this, and she just she was just so excited to have the opportunity, and I just thank you for for choosing her. Um, uh, you said I think it was thirty thirty women. Am I correct? Yeah, it, it was um, initially it started out as thirty women. Um, there have been some who, um, for whatever reason, um, did not um, go through with the project. So um, the faithful few that who who have gone through with the project, I'm just so I'm elated. I'm just so thankful, and I just bless God for their lives. And and I already know, you know, that God just has some major major things for them. Um, just so many dynamic women. Um, you mentioned Janelle. There's another Janelle. Um, Green, uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki with Glow Magazine, awesome woman of God. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple women who have been gun shy. You know, the world again back with labels. The world have not given them an opportunity, been beaten up on them. They know that they have a passion for writing, and the Lord allowed us to connect. Um, April Baker, she's one of them. Um, Abby. Um, uh, a lot of people uh, may know uh, Prophetess Trina Stevenson. Um, uh, Minister uh, Evangelist uh, Dion Woods. So it's women who uh, you have the women who have already published stuff, then you have the ones who have been waiting for opportunities for someone to say, you know what, come here, girl, let me help you. You know, let me tell you uh, the things that uh, maybe no one told me. Let's do this thing together. And that's what this project is all about. It's a collaboration because I'm just so crazy enough to believe that God wants us to come together as one and to do things together. It's not about my ministry or your ministry. It's about us coming together because we're family. Um and in and this book is gonna reach so many women, not just women who are saved, but women who are not saved, women who just want to to get something. They they're longing for God. Um it's God said don't put any dates. You know, you get a devotional from January one through December the thirty first and then when you fall off the wagon right around January the fifteenth, you put it down. You don't pick it back up because you're discouraged at this point that you didn't Keep track, keep on track. God said no dates so that when anyone picks this book up on whatever page they turn to on whatever day, that's that's their date. That's the date. That's that's the day that they're supposed to read whatever they read. And so I'm I'm excited and doing everything that I possibly can 
to make sure that uh, this project comes to fruition and that we get it out before the holiday season so that individuals will be able to order. Um, we're working on um, some things now with, with the cover. Um, I have Abby, again, working with me on that. She's, she's dynamic with graphic art. Um, so God is just, he's lining people up. One of the, the other, Janelle, um, she's doing some editing. So these women have not only said, okay, I'll write, but they've also brought their other gifts to the table and said, what do you need me to do? And I'm just blessed. I bless God for them, and, and I'm just so thankful that God has allowed our paths to cross. That's so awesome. How, you, it's not every day that you run across something or a book like this, like what you're doing. This is almost uh, uh, something that any woman can buy or any man that they really want or mm-hmm. are, are desiring to know what a woman is thinking about or what God has given to, to these women to write is such a beautiful thing because this book is not about so much about them. It's about thing, the things that God has brought a lot of them through. Right. And it and it's just, you know, it's just so so crazy that tonight's topic is thirst and hunger. Right. And it just seems like the things that you're saying is exactly what these authors, uh, these first-time authors, it, that they're doing. Right, right. Um, just helping other people to tap into the presence of God. Simple. It is not, you know, people know how I am. It's not that deep. It's never that deep with me. Just something something simple, trying to tap into the essence and the presence of God and, and getting what we need and giving God what God needs. You know, just spending that time. And, and it's so funny because on, on the one hand, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a blessing to the sister girls, you know, and then the brothers are calling me saying, what's up with that? When are you going to do something with the brothers? You know, one of the things I learned is that men men are a little different. You know, if, if we did a book, a collaboration with men talking about, um, you know, a devotional, most men wouldn't pick it up. But a book, you know, with, uh, with men and for men has to come at another angle. So we're working on something with that. Um, I've been talking to a couple of friends of mine, um, we're trying to get something together, some uh, collaboration with some men, some male pastors and ministers, and, and just men who are thirsty and hungry um, for the Lord. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so just stay tuned, stay tuned. <laughs> God, God is good. He's good. God has just been just blessing and just, you know, just doing, doing the God thing. <laughs> amen, amen. So, Minister Dyson, if someone wanted to get in contact with you for, you know, just to have you bless their lives, you know, through your teaching or maybe they wanted you to come out and talk to their youth groups or maybe they want you to talk to, maybe they're trying to start a, maybe a special needs ministry or a mm-hmm. women's ministry, how would they be able to contact you? Um, well, they could contact me two ways, either via email. Um, my email address is minister to you, and it's M I N. I S T A the letter two the uh, I'm sorry the number two the letter U at AOL dot com that's minister to you at AOL dot com and then my website is www dot a dash servants heart all one word dot org that's a dash servants heart dot org um, and then in the near future, we're also working on a website um, uh, for for writers. Um, so that's going to be launching real soon. The Lord did bless 
blessed me with a publishing company, so I will be able to help other people just, um, you know, see their dream realized, just realize their dreams, and that's what it's all about. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome woman of God, awesome ministry. And I, I would even say this, her child is even a ministry. Yes. Amen. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Yes. You know, dare I say, we need to bring Joshua on the show. Oh, yes. To hear Joshua has to say. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I might be a little, um, I have to prepare myself for that because I, I never know uh, what Joshua might say at any given time. Never know. Uh, most of the time when he wake up, the first thing he say is he want to eat. So, you know, that he's, he's, he hungers, he hungers, <laughs> and he thirsts. <laughs> but um, he, he's a great kid, and, and when he's woke, the next time we, we meet, you know, again online, we will definitely have Josh somewhere nearby so you all can experience Joshua. <laughs> Joshua experience. Wow. That's good. I like that. We have three minutes left, uh, Mr. Dyson. If you could, I, I want you to, to tell someone that's about to let go of what God promised them. Uh, they're about to let go of their marriage. They're about to let go of their, of, of their mind. A lot of people out there that are just struggling and they're going through, and they really don't have anybody that can minister to them. What would you say to them at this point as far as holding on uh some of the things that you've gone through in your life and, and the steps that you use to continue on your path as far as being thirsty and hungry. Woman of God, man of God, this may be your darkest moment. You may find yourself in your wilderness. You may be in your desert of life. But this is the time that God has drawn you closer to him. Spend time. Stay in the face of God. Stay in the face of God. Stay in the face of God. doesn't matter who walk out on you. Know that God will never leave you nor forsake you, and he loves you so much. He loves you with an everlasting love. Stay in his face. Stay in his word and stay prayed up. Know that I love you and God loves you even more. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, we thank you again for coming on the show. We're going to definitely have you come back again, hopefully with Joshua in hand. <laughs> you know, because it seems like every time you're on, you know, our souls are definitely blessed. Yes. You definitely learn, you know, through your life experiences and the things that you've done and the things that you say. So we just thank God for you and for Joshua. <laughs> and uh, I want to just add this one last thing have to hunger and thirst after the word because even though it will fill you and you will thirst no more you can't forget what it feels like to be thirsty right that's right well I thank the two of you so much for having me and and I'm praying constantly with you and for your ministries um, collectively and individual ministries I I thank God for you the two of you are awesome men of God and you just keep your feet planted keep your feet planted God has great things for the both of you yes thank you so much thank you you so much and Brian to the people out there that's listening right now that want to give up 
Just like Minister Dyson said, focus and stay in the face of God. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And you can count on him. Man will walk out. But you can count on him, and he's always there. And we thank you so much for listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We've met our goal tonight of being more, doing more, and having more. Minister Dyson, we thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you.